What's going on, Swag fans? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Swag podcast. And we have a special guest with us here on the State of the Swag podcast. We have from ESPN, we have Jay Skywalker. Jay, what's going on? What's going on? Always good to talk to the Swag folks. It's, uh, it's y'all time of year. It's a fantastic <laughs> spring, and I'm glad I could join you here, TJ. Yeah, thank you so much for your time. I really do appreciate it. Uh, just to talk a little bit about uh, swag football, uh, like you just mentioned, I mean, swag uh, swag football has taken over the spring, you know, and uh, a lot of the guys that, you know, that play swag football are really getting some eyes on them, like eyes they normally uh, wouldn't get. And, uh, Jay, you had opportunity to watch some of these guys. You know, what what did spring football, in your opinion, do for swag football this season? Uh, I think it carried over the momentum that the SWAC had built. I think if you look at the champion, the terms of news stories and being relevant during the uh, during the in between season, there was a SWAC. I mean, with Florida A and M and Bethune Cookman coming over, that was huge news. You didn't, yeah. you didn't think it could get bigger than that. Mm-hmm. But lo and behold, uh, you know, you had Deion Sanders into the mix, and then you realize that the national TV contract—they're the only ones playing nationally televised games. Uh, through the ESPN family and network. So it got to shed a lot of light on them. And I think uh, give credit to Commissioner McClellan. He kept it going. He kept yeah. it moving, said we're going to have this championship game. And right now all eyes are on the SWAC championship game. So you got to see some players that might have had good weeks before, but they might have got lost in the national stage. Yeah. But now, you know, those guys, when they balled out, people knew who they were and they were getting all the attention. It was a lot of uh, long overdue. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the fact that the swag is getting um, a lot of eyes on them. I mean, I, I'm being introduced to guys that I probably wouldn't see. And, you know, and the thing about it is, like you said, it's not because these guys aren't talented. It's just the fact that you look at some of these power conferences. I mean, you look at the Alabama, the LSUs, the Clemsons. Sometimes those guys take a lot of attention away from some of these guys that are really doing uh, some tremendous things. And you know, and I'm glad that they're actually getting these opportunities. But, you know, one name that you did mention was uh, Deion Sanders, you know, the coach of Jackson State University. Uh, you had an opportunity to watch Jackson State quite a bit, called a couple of their games. Uh, what has Deion Sanders uh, meant to uh, HBCU football, um, in your opinion? Uh, I think he's meant a lot, <laughs> so to be honest. You know, when, when I talked to him, uh, when we had a face-to-face, I actually told him, I said, you know what? I'm a thank you. Uh, being a, an alumnus of an HBCU, having played at HBCU, regardless of all the stuff that happens, I'm going to thank you for sharing your star with us. He's got star power. Yeah. The fact that he was willing to share it with us. I mean, he could have gone to you know Florida Atlantic or you know some other FIU schools like that, but he chose to share his star with the HBCU world and then kind of bought in to everything that was going on in Jackson and also some of the um, – inconsistencies between the, the power five schools or the major schools, the white schools and the HBCU. So yeah. I was thankful that he was able to share his star willing to do that. Uh, he took his lumps, you know, at the end of the yeah. day, I mean, Jackson State, he was a head coach there for a reason. They were a two and nine ball club yeah. and uh, they kind of showed that, but they showed some fight. They showed yeah. some fight. And I think, uh, you know, the, the games that we were playing, I mean, hey, we showed so much Jackson State. It wasn't because the football team was that good. Coach Prime and he he did what he's supposed to do and uh curious to see how it's gonna play out in the future, you know, in the future moving forward. Uh he's he's got some guys on that team, you know, Mm -hmm. that did not play this year. Uh I saw firsthand. So he's kind of like, hey, beat me now, but the competitive nature in him will come out 
next year, but also, I mean, it's HBCU. Nothing's going to be easy, especially not in this SWAC. I mean, this new SWAC has gotten stronger and stronger. Y'all, y'all actually may want a celebration bowl now. <laughs> well, uh, hopefully, you know, that is the case. You know, me being an alumni of Jackson State University, I mean, I went there from 05 to uh, two, I graduated in 2008, started off at uh, Dillon University. I got displaced uh, due to Katrina. I ended up going to Jackson State. So my memory of me graduating was the last time they actually won a SWAG championship. So, I mean, it's been a while since that happened. But I, I would be hard-pressed. Yeah, I think when they, when they uh, won a SWAG championship, was that when they had a – was it Jimmy the quarterback? Jimmy, Jimmy Oliver? Oliver. Jimmy yeah, Oliver was wow. the quarterback. Yeah. yeah that's Jimmy what Oliver. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while, man. Yeah, but, look, I, I got to ask you this. Um, since we talking about Jackson State, you got a lot of people out of Jackson that, that think that you're very critical of uh, Jackson State, uh, and they feel as if you have something against the university. So is that like a, a, a vendetta? Uh, again, Jackson State. Uh, uh, how do I mean? How do you feel about the school as a whole? Because you know, people, you know, they they really think that you have something against the school. Yeah. Well, I guess if you're doing your job right, people are gonna think that because no yeah. school's perfect. <laughs> no school's perfect at all. Uh, and you know, when you say something, and here's what the funny part about it. I was telling myself, and I was talking to Tiffany Green. We were talking about. I said during the season at the beginning, I talked about how good those wide receivers were. Called mm-hmm. That's why I received him in the conference. I thought yeah. they were playing that well. I thought the quarterback was playing really well. Jalen Jones was getting it done. Yeah. I thought that they had some uh, – they needed to work on the defensive line pressure. But I said, hey, the coaching staff's bringing the best out of them. Yeah. You know, when the defense was getting high, I said, Dennis Thurman's getting good. So I'm like, if I if I give props to your head coach, your quarterback, your wide receivers, everybody else, and y'all were 3-0, and mm-hmm. and I gave credit to going to Graham and winning 3-0, and I said, man, what's going to happen when they lose? Mm. So I'm giving them all these passes. Stop worrying about what I'm saying. It's my job to analyze. Mm. And that's the school of Walter Payton and Lynn Barney. And, you know, so many folks I've known that have gone there. Mar- Marlo Perry was mm. my guy. Uh, Fernando Smith. So I've never. I have nothing against any school mm. at all. But you know, when when you got to, it's my job to be critical sometimes and to talk about things that aren't getting done. And you know, the the key is like it's like you talk about how great Jackson State is, but you know, am I a hater when I say there's one school in Mississippi that don't care how good Jackson State is? Right. And we all know that. That's all corn. All corn. All, exactly. exactly. So I said, oh, why you got to hate? I'm not hating. I'm just calling the facts. So yeah. it goes back and forth. I, I take it with a grain of salt, man. So it's all love. I got nothing against no institution. Only one I might have had a little problem with would have been Hampton because I went to Howard. It's all HBCU love. Arrival's arrival. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of, I kind of thought you was going in that direction. You know, you graduated from Howard. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I understand how you feel. You know, um, on top of doing the state of the swag, I do a, a, a podcast called the State of the Saints. I focus on the team, and you know, in New Orleans, like Drew Brees is is like God out there. You know, like anytime like you, you talk about Drew Brees, talk about how great he is, everybody's on board. If he goes out there and he doesn't play well, then all of a sudden, like, what you telling? What you talking about, Drew? Like, you know, so. You know, sometimes you got to be critical. It's, it's nothing personal, but I, I just feel like you're actually, you know, you're doing your job. And, you know, you got to do your due diligence. You got to call a spade a spade sometimes. And uh, I think that if you're looking at Jackson State, I think we can agree. You know, there was some holes defensively. It was hard for them to get to the quarterback. Uh, you know, I mean, running backs were slicing through the defense like switch cheese from, you know, yeah. yeah. so, I mean, you got to call a spade a spade. Like, I'm, I love Jackson State. I mean, I, I believe blue and white, but, I mean, you got to call it for what it is. And, 
you know, and, and, here's, what, and here's here's what kind of got to me. I don't think people saw the big picture. It was like, you looked at our schedule. We had Jackson State five times, right? In the spring, five times. Mm-hmm. So, are we going to tell the same Jackson State stories over and over again, or mm-hmm. do you spread it out? So right. I thought, like, hey, you know what? If Jackson's playing Grambling, this is the only time we're going to see Grambling this year. Let America know about Grambling, everything right. that's going on. If Jackson's going to play Alabama A&M, let them know about A&M. If they're going to play Mississippi Valley, let them know about Mississippi Valley. Share it. And then right. you know, at the end, we were like, hey, when we go down to Jackson, which we knew we were doing in person, it's going to be all Jackson State. And that's all right. we're going to talk about. So I thought it was my duty to say, you know what? There's some schools that nobody else in America has probably even heard of sometime. Right. You got to educate them a little bit on that. You know, you got to let them know that Robert Mathis went to Alabama A&M and John right. Stallworth. So uh, you got to you go to Grambling. I mean, I thought it was historic. Dion going to Grambling. Well, right. you got to talk about Grambling, all those legends. Yep. So some people say, oh, you didn't show us any love. We had y'all for five weeks. <laughs> five <laughs> weeks. <laughs> you know, I don't know if there's another Jackson State story we could talk about. That right. we didn't talk about, but it, it was all uh, it was all good. Like I said, Dion tried to share his star. I was sharing the national platform we had with the rest of America to know about these different SWAC schools. Yeah, and I, I think a lot of schools, you know, a lot of alumni, a lot of students of those schools appreciate that because you know the the star power that Deion Sanders have. You know, I mean, sometimes that that can overshadow the guys on the other side of football. Like for example, when they played Southern, Jordan Lewis. You know, Jordan Lewis is mm-hmm. a, an incredible mm-hmm. defensive player. Yep. You know, a guy that, you know, could possibly, you know, play on Sunday, you know, if you're going in the right direction, he led the FCS in sacks. Now, quite honestly, if we're, like you said, if you're just focusing on Jackson State, which I understand, but if you weren't like telling people about Jordan Lewis, I mean, probably you saying that probably were like, man, let me look this kid up and let me look a little bit closer if you're a scout in a front office somewhere looking at him. So I can understand that, especially like, like you said, since you had Jackson State, consistently over the last five weeks. Um, yeah. And I was going to say, you know, at the same time, you know, we highlighted, you know, some of the guys at Jackson State. Going into the year, we knew Keontae Hampton, Keontae Hampton was going to be that dude. Mm-hmm. And whatever he played, he was, hey, we, we we talked about him. Even did a little special on him, you know, to talk right. about what he was doing. Right. Uh, you know, the the wide receiver core. We talked about those guys, Warren Newman, the kid from New Orleans down there who was spectacular. Talked about him going to be a CEO one day. You know, Mr. Titan <laughs> on the field, but his leadership ability. So uh, I think it was a great spring football season. And as for the other schools, you know, I would say hey, I'm going to try and educate folks best I can on them. You know, if they got an opinion on me one way or the other, I'm all right with that. You know, I got mm-hmm. thick skin. I've been, I'm fortunate enough to be able to see these schools up close and personal, but I've never won a loss of football game now. <laughs> I'm <laughs> on the field with the coaches. I'm in the booth. I'm undefeated. I'm winless, but I'm also, uh, you know, I'm also undefeated up there too. So it comes down to the players and, giving them the light they deserve. Yeah, I mean, but that's, that's what it's all about. And, that, I mean, that just comes with, you know, being a broadcaster. You know, like, you know, sometimes people are going to love – people going to love what you say. Then you're going to have people that's not going to love what you say. But, I mean, you just got to, you know, continue to give people, you know, the truth, you know, and, and, and keep continuing to speak. And we appreciate that. But a uh, final question, we're talking about Deion Sanders. We're talking about legendary players. Uh, we've seen also uh, Tennessee State hiring Eddie George. And, and we also hear about uh, people like uh, former great players like Ed Reed and Ray Lewis having coaching, coaching aspirations. Uh, what do you think about uh, the, these great players, these legendary players that, that, that we remember, you know, coming to uh, t- uh, schools like HBCUs and, and using 
their star power to try to elevate the conference. Do you have an issue with that? Um, the I'm looking. I'm, I'm looking. You know, I'm, I'm gonna play it out to see if their heart's truly in the right place. Then mm-hmm. I, I'll be okay with you know with, with uh, Coach Prime Dion down there. I, I got it. You know, at first you're like, really? Is he leaving? But then when he buys in and you see what he's trying to do for the school, the university, surrounding area, you know, he'd been a coach before. Uh, like, first thing that comes to my mind, I don't ever think of Eddie George wanting to coach. I'm not saying that's good or bad. I don't know him personally. Uh, you know, but when you when you go down to Tennessee State, you got to realize what's going on with Tennessee State. I mean, that's a school there, HBCU playing in a majority white conference. Yeah. I haven't been competitive in a while. Uh, it's been tough for an HBCU to win in that conference, and I don't think it's because Rod Reed was a bad coach. I right. think there's a lot of things that take place there. So, you know, it's kind of a un- unique. And when 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 Dion was hired at Jackson, after we saw it working, uh, I remember we were having an ESPN call, and I was like, I just challenged him. I said, name me another person you think could do this, what he's doing. If there was anybody modern era who could do it, let's not forget guys like Doug Williams came home. Doug Williams tried to coach an HBC Morehouse and took Grandma to a higher level. But, and uh, you know, we were, we were like, okay, could could Jerry Rice do it at Valley? Maybe, maybe not. But, you know, it's not a sure thing. And that, and then I remember telling everybody, I said, only person I think I can see doing it on the magnitude of, of a Dion is a Ray Lewis. Yeah. I actually had no idea he was interested in coaching anything else. I was like, uh, a Ray Lewis getting involved in something like this could, could be interesting to see because what he's done since his playing days and how he's still respected by everybody and the younger generation knows him. So uh, the, the verdict's out. I'm not going to pass judgment on uh, on Eddie George. I think, you know, we'll see how that turns out. I do know that when uh, that Southern Heritage Classic is going to be something, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. about Jackson playing <laughs> yeah. Tennessee State up there in Memphis? Oh, my goodness. Mm. Get your tickets now if you don't have them. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's going to be a big ticket game there. But, yeah. you know, uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, like, like my brother would say, they they, they take gonna be hotter than fish grease. Uh, you know, oh, you know that fish grease gotta be hot too. It's gotta be popping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I, I I agree with you, Jay. You know, I, I'm just like as long as they're not doing it for nefarious reasons. You know, I, I used the example on the last podcast. It's almost like okay, you graduate from college and you go into an entry level job, and you're just using that to build your resume to move on to a better position to maximize your portfolio. Mm-hmm. That's what I have an issue with. But if you want, you go in there, like you said, and you're buying into the program, you really want to bring change to that program. I'm for it, you know, but I don't feel like you should use the HBCU platform because, you know, you feel like they're, they're willing to give you that first opportunity. I just feel like if you're not into it, if you're trying to just use this to try to, you know, I don't know, coach Miami, you know, or, or coach some other uh, power conference school, then. You know, I'm I'm not I'm not for that, you know, and I understand that coaches, when they start to win, they start getting phone calls because teams want to get yeah. some of that in, in their programs. But I don't feel like that should be, should be your overall intentions. OK, so if, if that's, that's the case, that's, then that's a tough one. That, that's where the only part I slightly disagree with you on that is mm-hmm. we all know nationwide there's a shortage of black coaches uh, coaching FBS football. Right. You know, everybody's arguing, you know, you got the how many how many black coaches are in the Big 12? How many you have in the SEC head coaches? So the, uh, there's a number of black coaches trying to get this opportunity. So if you got to prove you can do it wherever you get an entry level job from, you know, we all heard that Dion wanted to coach at Florida State. And they said you don't have any experience. Well, I mean, yeah. all right. So if Dion becomes a coach at Florida State, are we mad? Because the numbers went up and he helped Jackson. So mm-hmm. that's why I was like, it's a two edge. So I'm sensitive to the guys that are trying to get there that have been assistant coaches so long and they want their chances, very sensitive 
and sympathetic to those folks. Mm -hmm. But then I can't, I can't knock guys for trying to build their resume so that we can increase, and we all know we need to do this, increase the number of minority coaches there are in big-time college football. Yeah. Well, I do think like, I agree there is a shortage, uh, you know, it, with these head coaches in major college football. But I, and I agree, you know, they need more coaches. But what I'm saying is I, I just don't I don't agree with the fact that if you're just trying to use this platform like I don't know. It's, it's like if you just OK, I'm just going to come here just for a little while. I win a couple games. Let me just get up out of here. Like I really just feel like. If you're going to be there, and like I said, I understand. Like, we see this all the time with coaches, right? We've seen it at Florida State with Jimbo Fisher, right? Jimbo Fisher coached at Florida State, leaves, go to Texas, and we've seen this. Like, coaches, you get a job, they start winning, they go somewhere else. I have no problem with that. But at the same time, Jimbo Fisher was all in. He won a national championship with Florida State with Jameis Winston and, and all these other guys, Jalen Ramsey. So I just feel like if if you're all in, if you – okay, if you use – HBCUs as entry levels. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, like, okay, I'm starting to win. I'm buying in. I, I left it better than it was. Then I don't have no problem with that. But I'm talking about just people that just just know for a fact, okay, I'm just going to do this. Let's just win a couple games. Let me get up out of here. And like, just, I just, I don't agree with that. That is what mm -hmm. I'm saying. Yeah. I, I think, you know, being an HBCU guy, once, once you touch those kids in the locker room, you, you never forget that. I think, you know, I'm hoping when they're there, they're going to realize that, you know, they're going to have a lifetime bond with it. Whatever happens with Dion in the future, you know, I think he'll have some type of lifetime bond with Jackson State, knowing what the HBCU culture is like, knowing some of these other coaches he's got to meet. Uh, but at the end of the day, we can't judge that, you know. Yeah. It's a trend that's going right now. Do I think it's going to stop? No. <laughs> I don't. So, uh, so, so get ready for another key. You know, let's make sure they just leave it better than – what they were, you know, you're an alumnus of Jackson State. So if Dion left tomorrow, is Jackson State in a better place than it was before he got there? I, I, I'd say, yeah. A lot of people know about Jackson State now. Right. We're getting fields done there and all them uniform combinations. How'd you like the red uniforms? I always like that. Uh, I actually, I actually like the red uniform. Look, I'm not one of those people that's like all about nostalgia. You know, I'm, I, I like change. You know, I like things that are that are different. You know, I don't. I think that. I mean, you you have to look at the, the modern times, right? You think about the, the Oregon Ducks, right? I think that their, their uniform concepts is like one of the main reasons like that attract some of these high schoolers to go there. Yep. You know, people like that kind of stuff. I mean, just think about like all these different combat uniforms that are coming out right now. Yeah. You know, like these these guys like to, you know, like they say, you, you look good. You know what I'm saying? Like, you yeah. feel good, you play good. You know, so yeah. I don't have an issue with that. I, I'm not I'm not one of those nostalgic people like this. So it, I, it was, I like change. It, 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 it had to grow on me I mean, because you know, <laughs> I remember like I was on the airplane going down there and there was mm -hmm. a guy that walked on and he had the the the, the traditional JSU hat, you know, that right. plain blue with a white J. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, that's Jackson State. Now, to me, there's no doubt that's Jackson State. Mm -hmm. And then somebody came on a little bit later and they had the new one, the, the hat with the white letters still, but it had the red trim around it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, so to me, that ain't Jackson State, but that's Jackson State. But then I was like, all right, and we talked to Coach Prime about it. And he was saying that, you know what? Look, exactly what you said. Yeah. These kids, they like them uniform combinations. Yep. They want all that bling. They want to mix it up. And, and kids, they, they love the red. Then I started hearing more from people saying, oh, yeah, we like that red. We like to mix it up. And so it was yeah. interesting. I, was, I thought it was an interesting storyline. I had nothing to do with it. I just put the question out there like, 
Hey, I know Jackson State folks are feeling some way about this red, yeah. and then they just took a life of its own. But that's all right. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have an issue with that at all. I, I, I understand it. You know, I think that you know they use those type of uniform concepts as recruiting tools and stuff like that. So no issue there. Uh, but let's let's talk about the Southern job, okay? There's an opening right now. Dawson Odoms uh, decides to leave uh, Southern University. Uh, left it like we said better than what he had. He found it. Uh, and Absolutely. he goes to, yeah, and he goes to Norfolk State. Um, now there's a there's a vacant there's a vacancy. Uh, a and M uh, Alabama A and M coach Cornell Maynard was leaked to the job. He said that he didn't go out to Southern. There was a report that said he went out to Southern to uh, interview for the job. But as of right now, they don't have a head coach. Um, what type of coach uh, is Southern uh, looking for? Like you know, like. What what if you're if you're looking at a coach, right? Um, some of the guys that you hear out there, I hear Lionel Washington, he's an assistant. Um, you know, you look at some of these other coaches out here, what, what kind of coach does Southern uh need to actually build off what Coach Odom's left behind? Uh Southern is one of the most peculiar jobs in the country. <laughs> it really is for HBC. I mean, they've got a great fan base, right? But they got the most finicky fan base I've ever seen. I mean, <laughs> oh, no. it, it, you know, they, they did not love Dawson Odoms now. Yeah. Let's be honest now. Every two years, they were threatening his job almost. Oh, man. You know, so, and for the success. And I said it during the broadcast. One thing about Southern, you know, sometimes they don't appreciate you till you're gone. <laughs> I mean, they, 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 they fired Pete Richardson. You know, they, mm-hmm. they, they, you know, they fired some good coaches before, you know. Uh, so it's kind of, with that there, it's like you have to have a thick skin there. You have to have thick skin. You have to respect the tradition and the Jaguar nation who travels a lot. They love yeah. their football team. Yeah. They do great travel. So they have a right to have high expectations. I mean, yeah. you know, uh, it's always normally it's Jackson State and Southern leading, uh, you know, leading the conference in attendance. It's yeah. gone down a little bit because the Southern folks decided to tailgate a little bit more rather than come inside the stadium. <laughs> but I, I think, um, you know, and that's a that's a that's a high paying job too. I mean, that's a desirable job. Um, yeah. It's desirable, but you have to understand what comes with it. It's different. You yeah. can't just go to you can't win the SWAC championship. You got to be grambling. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be grambling. I mean, that's just the way it is. So uh, it's finicky. But and whoever comes there is going to have to learn that. They're going to have to yeah. learn. So I think if you go with the star power route and bring some stars in there, you know, I don't know if they would get it. I don't. Connell Manners told me he has not talked to Southern at all. He, I asked him about it all. He said, "This is championship week. He's trying mm-hmm. to win the championship, so he's not doing it." Now, off the record, you asked me, "Is that a good fit?" Probably, mm-hmm. <laughs> probably because you know he knows what it takes to have to beat Alabama State in IEMs. They got to win their classic, and now he's trying to win the you know the championship. So, um, but you know there'll, there'll be some there'll be some there'll be some good names that'll be after that job there, you uh, know. You know, you got to look at, I mean, look at the job Doc Gamble's done at uh, Arkansas Pine Bluff. Yeah. I mean, yeah. give him the resources of a Southern and see what he can do. I'm yeah. sure <laughs> that's what he wants to know. So, yeah. you know, uh, we'll, we'll see which direction they go. But Southern different. Always have been a little different now. Yeah. You know that. So, yeah. finicky. Yeah. I mean, definitely, you know, growing, growing up in New Orleans, you know, I was born and raised there. I mean, I, I always tuned into the Bayou Classic. And, you know, it was always something about Southern. You know, I, I I say Southern to me, they remind me of a HBCU version of Miami, like a, like that early Miami, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, the swagger and the confidence that they actually have, you know, like, and I, 
I feel like Cardell Maynard would fit in just fine, just his personality and how he is, you know, and how charismatic he is and, and how he can get people to buy into what he's actually doing. I think he will fit. I think he'll fit in quite well. But if, you know, he doesn't leave a and they're going to need someone with that type of charisma, with that type of confidence. And, and like you said, have to have, they have to have thick skin. They have to, you know, because – uh, like you said, they gotta they gotta be grambling. Nothing else matters. It's <laughs> yeah. kind of the same way with Jackson State. Like you, you gotta be all corn. We don't care, you know. <laughs> like we want a coach that can beat all corn. Like, yeah. isn't this a great year? Wouldn't this be a great year to take over? If I'm gonna be a first year coach at Southern, I want the job now. Yep. Grab it down and out. So, yep. <laughs> if you lose a couple games, okay, you better win the buy you. No problem. I at one game season. I got this. So right. <laughs> now would be the time to go for that job if you want it. Yeah, definitely. Well, whatever they get, hopefully, you know, they'll be able to, uh, you know, replicate or be, you know, close to what uh, Dawson Odom's uh, little left behind. I mean, what a great human being, you know, just watching this guy interviews. Like, I mean, why wouldn't you want to follow this guy? He's, he's just a leader of men, you know, and you know, folks, they, they got themselves something special. Um, no doubt about that. Uh, I still go back to this. It took Southern University years to appreciate him. Yeah, took him year. First chance he got. I'm not gonna say first chance, but you know there were some stories a couple years ago. He, he was thinking about leaving then and couldn't get it worked out. So uh, congratulations, Coach Odom. As you said, great guy, great yeah. to be around. And uh, you know, I'm just you had me thinking. You said earlier the condition of Southern University when he took over, and that was when I think he replaced Stump Mitchell. And, yeah. uh, and the, the program. Oh, the fans didn't like Stump. Fans didn't like the team. It, it was bad. And Odom's. Everybody thought Odoms was a temporary fix. They thought yeah. he'd be there for a year or two till yeah. we get somebody else, and he turned that to a pretty good run down there. Yeah, and like I said, I mean, maybe they have what they're looking for right there. I mean, I like Lionel Washington. I do. You know, mm -hmm. um, I used to go to Lionel Washington football camp out there at Lutcher High mm -hmm. School where he graduated from. And, okay. I mean, he's always, like, to me, like he's been there, and I think that, you know, he'll have that same type of philosophy that, that Coach Odoms left behind if they're looking uh, to try to replicate that. Uh, but finally, let's go ahead and talk about the SWAG championship. Uh, Arkansas Pine Bluff, you mentioned, uh, head coach Doc Gamble got these guys rolling. Uh, you know, they're led by their their uh, quarterback, uh, uh, Skylar Perry. Uh, not Tyler Perry, but Skylar Perry. Uh, uh, native, just like myself. Uh, man, you know, looking at Arkansas Pine Bluff uh, and Skylar Perry, and you then you think about Alabama A&M and Akil Glass, who's a guy who a lot of people are looking at as an NFL prospect. I mean, Skylar Perry's stats are kind of similar to that of a kill glass. You know, like if you look at it, I think he has like a thousand and five yards passing, 12 touchdowns, three picks. Uh, then you look at a kill glass, 13 touchdowns, three picks. Uh, what do you think about this game? What, I mean, what, um, looking at this game, Swag Championship, what do you expect uh, from these two teams? See, now they, there you go again. See, so you being the homer, you cheering for your homeboy. Hey, 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 I got those, those numbers, those numbers do look right. They both got a thousand yards, like a thousand eighty-five. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you know, uh, Quill Glass only played four games. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, A and M had all their games canceled. Right. I mean, they, that was it. So, but Skyle, I like watching Skyle. I think uh, that offense they've had. Uh, he was the big question mark going into the season. You knew they could score, and then he kind of split time a little bit last year with a quarterback, and then other quarterback left, so he made the most of his. And I think a lot of people are going to be surprised at, uh, at how good he is. You know, they're going to be all eyes on the quill glass, and rightfully so. He deserved it. He's had a fantastic year. But, hey, give credit to Skyler. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him in person. I've seen him on yeah. film, but I'm looking forward to seeing him on in person 
to see uh, to see what he could do. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and you mentioned our last little kill glass, right? I mean, to, like, I'm not being a quill. A quill. Yeah, a quill. It, it is. Although there's no you there, there's a you there. You know what I'm saying? So okay, it's a quill. A Q E E L. Okay, and it should be a U in there. <laughs> so we were calling him a kill too for like a year or so, but it's a quill. Okay, o okay, a quill, a quill glass. Um, I'm not being a homer. I think he's the best quarterback in the swag. And I, I I think this guy can play on Sunday. And I think he could be a starting quarterback depending on, like, if he goes to the right situation. Like, if he goes to an offensive-minded head coach, I can see this guy playing on Sunday, like, game in, game out. Um, but you you had opportunity to watch him. Um, what what makes him so special as a quarterback? Uh, just just your overall evaluation of we We hear a term – often overuse and talk about the quarterback position where, oh, he has the ability to make all the throws. I mean, I got to make all the throws, uh, you know, <laughs> and I'm old. I can hit that out route, but it's having the ability to make all the throws when called upon. And when you get in the game, can you deliver? And I think that's what he can do. He's not afraid to make that tough throw to get it in game situations. And he throws the receivers open. Like, you know, we were talking to, for our production meeting, you know, like who does he compare to NFL wise, you know, when you look, I said there, there were two guys he reminds me of. Uh, one is Derek Carr because they, they have a similar release a little bit. And you can tell they can be a little bit mechanical at times at the way they're coached a little bit. Mm -hmm. And two, and I'm not saying this because I'm talking to you, but uh, but Drew Brees. I mean, mm -hmm. the way where Brees can throw his receivers open. He puts yeah. the ball in the right spot. Yeah. You know, you see Brees' receivers, you know, if they're making a back behind the shoulder catch, it's because – they worked on that. You know, yeah. when Breeze is throwing that ball on the scene, it's we're away from the safety where the, the wide receiver is not going to get hit. So I, I, I thought that was that there, those comparisons there. And, I mean, the sky's the limit for this young man. If he keeps it up, and you can tell he's benefited the most from Connell Maynard being his head coach. Yeah. I, mean, I remember when he was a freshman and had the starting job, he was okay. And then he struggled as a sophomore through a lot of interceptions. But they've gone through it all. And, uh, you know, now he's receiving the fruits of his labor, and rightfully so, he deserves it. He's got the size, can throw, athletic enough at that position there. But he's a pocket passer that uh, is comfortable in the pocket. Yeah. There was two passes that I seen him throw against Jackson State, and I said, this guy can play on Sunday. It mm -hmm. was one where uh, the pocket was collapsing in front of him, and he just threw the ball, you know, over the defenders into the hands of the running back in right stride. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then there was another one where I think they was on, in the red zone. And he knew for a fact he was going to get hit. And he still yeah. delivered the ball in the back of the end zone. I said, this guy can play on Sunday. Those, those were two passes I, I said that I, I believe this guy is going to be special. You know, the only thing I see, it probably like his down the field throws, his down the field accuracy needs some work. It was a couple of passes I seen where guys were wide open. He just, you know, overthrew them, you know. So yeah. I feel like besides that, I feel like if he gets in the right system, he, he would be absolutely special. Uh, but I, I want to say thank you so much, uh, Jay. Thank you so much for your time. Really do appreciate it. And uh, let everybody know how they can, you know, find you and get in touch with you. Oh, man. Uh, no problem at all. Thank you for all the work that you do. You know, uh, we're, I just have to have a platform and, uh, you know, try to carry the message and share with America on a weekly basis whenever I get the opportunity. But I'm trying to represent for all of us HBCUs and the folks like you all that are paying, the, uh, that are doing the groundwork. I really do appreciate y'all. And thanks for having me on the show. If you want to hit me up, uh, we got two places you can hit me up. You can hit, hit me up at Jay Walker Sky. That's Jay Walker Sky 
uh, on Twitter. Then also we've got a Black Cows Live. Hit us up on Black Cows Lives where we post all of our gimme fives and things of that nature. So looking forward to a championship game and looking forward to seeing everybody in the fall. Make sure everybody stays safe and healthy so we can do this the right way uh, come September. Yeah, we're looking forward to uh, getting your uh, take uh, of the SWAC championship game as well as your your give me fives. So we, we look forward to that every <laughs> halftime. So thank you so much. And, uh, you know, you be safe out there. All right, man. Take care. All right, you too.